We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, we have Frankie V with yeah. us. Frankie does the morning show with T from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 95.7. Yeah, with Tati on Gemini 95.7. Okay, yeah. We're going to talk about that and some real estate and some other things. And we are joined by someone who's usually behind the scenes, but we brought her in front of the camera today. This oh, is yeah. Monsi. She Hi. works all our social media and like a plethora of other things. So um, she knows Frankie and we're going to have a little fun today. I like it. We are. We always we're, do. Yeah, we were, actually, we were having fun. We were just talking about You've been up since 3.30, so l- yeah. let's see if... Uh, my brain's a little bit shot yeah. at this point, so if ra- weird random things come out of my mind, <laughs> don't, don't, don't judge he me. He starts acting delirious. Sounds like someone we know already, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like me let's every see, day. I've been up since 4.30, and then a screamy kid from what? Two to three? Yeah. So I'm close to you. All I'm right. kind of brain All right, we're in the same boat then. Yeah. Um... So tell us like a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in radio and how. Well, I mean, honestly, if, if like I was, I was telling you guys, if if you don't know Frankie V, you're like been living under a rock or a but freaking for those, island. Yeah. <laughs> Even your point grandma probably has heard him on the radio. Who haven't heard of Frankie? one percent that haven't like buckled a damn seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Boston area, a town called Framingham, 50 miles west of the city, and I moved to San Diego in 2006 for the first time. But growing up, I played sports, and I wanted to go the sport commentary route. That was ultimately my dream. And in Framingham, the um, guy that grew up on my street, actually, a handful of years older than me, is the sports director for the TV stations in Boston. And I watched him, like, man, if he could do this, why can't I? So I went through uh, high school, and I went to college in New York, Hamilton College, Central New York, played football there. And while I was there, I was doing color commentary for basketball, had a sports show on the sports on the radio station. Then I started doing like a hip-hop show as well, and I realized that I enjoyed it. I think my first moment of realizing that I could do something was I went to a local bar. And when you're in central New York where college was, there's literally like two bars. And I remember um, after a show, some random dude came up to me and bought me a shot. He's like, I was listening to your show today. It was great. WHL 88.7. It's like this small little college station. And somehow the town outside was listening, and he bought me a drink because he liked my show. So I was like, man, I can make this happen. Yeah. Um, Ended up graduating college. I couldn't get a break. On air, it was kind of difficult. You know, I sent out tapes to hundreds of people and nobody replied. What years to was it? What year? I graduated college in 2001. So 2001, okay. I was sending out my tapes, got nothing. So I ended up working at a sports station in Boston doing um, advertising sales okay. and the marketing side of radio. And the general sales manager at the station was from my college. So it was kind of like the college hookup. And while I was there, I would um, sneak into studios and make fake demo tapes and do everything that probably would have gotten me fired. but I had to I had that dream of making it on the air and it was like I was doing well on the sales side and you know you're 21 years old doing well at that and you see where sales can take you which is great but I was like I didn't get into this right away for the sales money I wanted to be on the air a long story short I got a part time gig in New Bedford Mass market like 175 Um, left sales at that point and gave myself a year to make it full time radio if I didn't I was going to go back to sales a few months later I got my full time gig for the first one in uh, Portland, Maine Oh, wow. Small market. I did afternoons there. While I was there, my hometown of Boston called. I got to do club broadcasts for them. So now I'm in my early 20s doing afternoon drive in Portland, Maine. 
hosting the club on the radio <laughs> in Boston. Like, man, this is starting to work yeah. out. Wow. Moved to Hartford, Connecticut for a year. And when I was there, the opportunity to come do a night show in San Diego came about. Sent on my tape. Didn't think I was going to get the gig. Ended up getting an audition. They flew me out here. Auditioned for the night show on a station called Channel 933, which is a huge station in the market. Ended up getting the night show there. Did that for like four years. During those four years, I got picked up to be part-time in L.A. at Kiss FM. So I started driving to L.A. on the weekends doing that. Um, did that for four years. Ended up moving to a morning show with a girl named Gina. And it was Frankie and Gina. Remember. I remember Frankie and Gina. So we did that show for about five or six years. And um, my goal was always to get back to Boston. I had that like weird feeling in me that like I have to to truly prove that I'm doing well. Like my friends would see me like, man, you're kicking uh, ass, you're amazing. Okay. But I was always like, I want to do this in my hometown and prove it to myself. Um, and it was crazy because I had been trying, and there's no opportunities really were coming about. So I kind of threw in the towel. I'm like, I'm good. San Diego and LA is great. Then my dad got sick and ended up passing away. And days later, I got a call from my hometown station offering me the morning show on the station I grew up listening to. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Shit. So I. Uh, Dropped everything here. I had the you know a, a number one rated morning show in San Diego doing well, and I just left it all. Went back to Boston for a year, and while I was in Boston, things changed and radio changes, and they decided to go the syndicated show, remove the local show, and the company iHeart offered me the opportunity to move back to San Diego. They launched a station called Gemma ninety five seven, um, and I'm the assistant program director, music director, and afternoon ho- uh, morning host. I was afternoon first, transitioned to mornings with Tati, two thousand sixteen, and kind of brought me back here during that and during those journeys I've gotten to be on and I still am on nationally in Austin, Texas, Boston, Portland, LA and then on a nationally syndicated show as well wow. so it's kind of cool to get to do it all from the studio so a kid that had the dream of becoming a sports broadcaster is more so in the hip hop top 40 realm of national radio which is cool that's awesome. Wow. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> There's just like so much moving going on. It is. You know, in the business you do, and I've been fortunate because my career for the most part has been 12 years in San Diego, which has been great, 2006. It's a long run. It is, and yeah. I've been fortunate for that. I probably would have, had I not gotten that job in Boston, it would have been a straight through 12, 13-year run here, which in media business isn't really heard of. So I've been fortunate for this market and for mm-hmm. the company I work for giving me that opportunity. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of moving around that goes on. Fortunately for me, it's been a pretty – cool movement it was you know maine which is near boston connecticut not far than out here for a good run so i've been fortunate with the moves when you went to um back to boston what year was that 2015 to 16 okay um so you're six so i just was like with your uncle because i yeah. saw your uncle's rick lawrence yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i met crystal rick lawrence the traffic guy yes yeah, so <laughs> 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 yeah. yep um yeah. when i met crystal's 2008 and 2009 so yeah. like right in the recession and he was employed, and then boom, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. You can probably mm-hmm. tell us, but like, I think it was advertising got cut, and everything started consolidating, and he was like out, and it was just boom, like overnight. Crazy. Yeah, it was 2008, but I mean, it, we're talking about this off yeah. the mic a little bit. Things have changed in general in, in the world, and when the recession hit in 2008, businesses no longer had as much of a, a budget, so companies are laying people off as well. And the number one thing they often say with companies that they remove when hard times hit is your marketing budget yeah your marketing advertising budget because you'd rather not lose employees if you could nobody's doing commercials anymore. right so then they're cutting back on commercials and instead of having a budget of say two hundred thousand dollars to spend now it's down to like fifty thousand and they're being real tight on where they're going to put it so the advertising starts to take a hit on tv print media radio billboards like everything you know adjusts mm-hmm. with that happens less budget for personnel which means the layoffs happened in 2008 Across the board in America, I believe, but it hit yeah. pretty hard in, in media as well because the advertising went away. It, it has gone back up, which is great. Our country has gotten back into a better, you know, there's still the ups and downs, and but it's in a better spot. But when that did happen, I was telling you, um, you can either 
adjust with the times and yep. go with the flow and the changes that are happening and realize that, you know, it's going to be a big thing, big push to social media and a big push to web hits and different ways to bring revenue in versus just a four-hour radio show. And, you know, you might be asked to do multiple markets. Are you able to adjust who you are in one market and bring it, your brand out further? And a lot of people weren't able to. I told myself either I'm going to adjust with the times and navigate through this and get through it or I'm going to be one of the ones that is asked to no longer be a part of the business. And I worked away and I learned a lot of different things and I figured out ways of knocking wood, you know, battling my way through those. And now, you know, the platform is back to being good. People are advertising again. Marketing money has gone mm-hmm. up in the businesses and it was definitely a, a bumpy road, I'd say 2008 to 2010 for sure. Yeah, but now it's more like you said, <coughs> I mean, you've got shows where people are listening to you all over the country yep. versus like just San Diego now where I feel like that's kind of what it was pre 2008, right? It was, yeah. You know, yeah. it's coming around. But the other thing I'll say, it's like 360 degrees. It's the same with when it comes to real estate. Back in the day, I feel like it was more cut and dry. But now you see people with the videos of the properties and yeah. they have, you know, yeah. the website pushes and the social media. It's no different on the radio. It's 360, right? Back years ago, you were behind a microphone. Nobody knew how you who you, how you looked at. If you yeah, wanted we were to, talking about like, that. People yeah. didn't want to know. You didn't want to be seen. You know, it's almost yeah. like such as, oh, like, I, it's just his voice. But now, you know, we do a lot of appearances on the street and shake hands and Act like politicians, you know, yeah. trying to win over listeners that way. Social media is such a big thing for multiple push, uh, pushes of your product. And then, furthermore, the website and the streaming, yep. you now have to have a product that people want to pick up in those ways. So it's a full circle of 360 now versus the four in the door. But I feel like that's real estate, that's radio, that's everything. That's, that's everything. I mean, that's grocery, I mean, groceries. Yeah. I mean, you see it on TV now and you see them. It's just like everybody's pushing everything in a different way. Well, and it's kind of like, why did people have to do radio in their own city or town right. anyways? Like, what does it matter? So it's, For sure. And yeah. so if it's a good product, you know, it can be yeah. pushed otherwise, you know, and it, yeah. it's... It can be scaled easy. It can, for sure. Yeah. But but the thing that's cool is, you know, if you work hard and you have the opportunities, you can develop, develop mm-hmm. you were saying, is it's a brand versus just working for a radio station. You have your own brand that you're building yep. and utilizing the radio stations to help, you know, work together versus yeah. just one entity. Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast this morning um, with Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know if you knew his. No. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You've okay. read that book? I have. I haven't read it, but I've heard it, yes. Yeah. Most people don't know his name, but they know that <laughs> yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. So he was uh, he was interviewing Steve Chase, I believe Steve Chase, who started AOL. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, Steve Chase is saying, this is pretty crazy. In 1985, he started AOL. There was 3% of the population was online, mm-hmm. and they spent an average of an hour a week. Yeah. So he said that was the first wave, and what the book was called is the third wave. So it was the first wave of just the internet started. Yeah. The second wave was is um, obviously building technology to start changing the internet, right? Like mm-hmm. we have, we have like social and all this. So what what like you just said is this. He said the third wave is is you take a teacher, take a doctor, take a you know real estate person, take a marketing person, take a videographer person, take somebody on the radio, and. You can. You don't have to be a teacher in school now yeah. because of you have technology, you have a camera, you have YouTube, you have social media. You can build your own platform, your own your own thing, and teach something and build it on TV yeah. and like sales funnel and do it mm-hmm. that way. So he was going through. That's the third wave that's coming in our country now. It was funny so you said when I when I was in college. I still remember, and I uh, it was in a class, of course, in Italian. I took it for about a week, and I was like, man, this is <laughs> way too confusing for me. And I should have learned because I have the time yeah. now. I still couldn't get it. But it was crazy because it was a teacher. I went to Hamilton College, and I think she was uh, an Ivy League teacher, one of the Ivy Leagues. But she came up on the screen and, like, literally was live in her, her classroom in, say, I don't know, Sacramento or wherever. Yeah. And it's in New York, and I'm looking up at her, and she's teaching class this way. So we literally walk into class. She does the role there. And I was like, mm-hmm. it was, I think it was the first time that I realized technology is changing. This yeah. is back, you know, 
18 years ago or whatever, but you looked at him like, this teacher really is not even here, but she's still going to grade my papers. I still got to send her all this stuff. And I started to realize that even back then, you know, times were changing and you can, you don't have to be in front of somebody to teach them, yep. to talk to them on the radio, to sell them a car, sell them a house. You can do this all through this technology that was starting to boom. And that goes back to AOL. I remember in college, I was like just starting and people are just learning about was it AOL Instant Messenger, and you start talking to people on that. You had that. the dial-up. But I remember, I was like, man, in college, you know, we didn't have cell phones at the time, or, you know, very few did, so you're using dial cards, and, you you know, you had to pay oh, for those man. cards, $25 for 20 minutes of talk time. Then you realize that AOL, you could, I could contact my mom on this one. I'm going to call Everything's good. Got an A-plus today. You know, yeah. you started realizing it was changing, but that was the start of AOL, I feel like, and more people were diving online then saying, crap, I can save a whole lot of money not having to call somebody. I can just message them. Which is kind of cool, but it's weird to think back there to where it was then. Like you're saying with AOL, it's just grown it's such a massive yep. media force now. I mean, oh, media in general. It's, it's insane. Like, you know, we when I went to see Gary Vee in New York. Which I'm it, jealous about. That dude is like, yeah. I yeah. watch his videos every morning. It's such a motivating. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's crazy. So <clears throat> he was just saying, that's what he tells people. If you have a job, yeah. you can come home, touch your kids, you know, put them down. So he says, and then start a side hustle. Yep. And that's what people are starting to realize. It's like. You're a teacher, you're this, you're that, but you can start the side hustle. Yep. Just a little bit of time, a little bit of time, you start your building, 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 and you're building your brand, your side you hustle, so you can quit and go there. And I don't think people really are were, were understanding the concept, but now I think people that are doing it and mm-hmm. you're seeing the success and like the whole sales funnel, like that guy we're doing, this is this is this is the third wave. This is what's coming. It's like so I think true. you're gonna see I mean, what do we have? Twenty five million entrepreneurs. They say by twenty thirty we're gonna have forty three million entrepreneurs in the country, and that's gonna be a big employer. So that's that's like, like you said, you can even do what you do, mm-hmm. and even though you wake up at three thirty and go home and do another side hustle you too, and you probably have side. And, and I do know? that, you know. And it's funny you said it because you start to think about what can what can you do? How can you make your money work for you versus against yep. you? You know, and as times change, as mm-hmm. the depression hit and everything happens you, you step back and say there's probably more entrepreneurs now because there's less big companies hiring as many people right they're oh, consolidating sure. here yep. so like if I want to make good money I have to figure this out what am I good at and it almost forces you to step back and say man I'm really good at selling what can I sell I should get into real estate and build my own or you know what it is but you start digging deeper into you beforehand I feel like jobs had so many positions and companies have consolidated their own business so there's less of those random jobs out of college like you're getting out of college now and you don't get a job like yeah. you know people are like shit yeah. what do I do I just spent all this money in college. Quarter million. Yeah, and, and I can't get a job, so you have to step back and say, well, I have student loans kicking in in September, yeah. and I have this. Or you're I making think, like 30, 35, 30 grand. And, right, like, and after yeah. taxes, you can barely get yeah. by. So I think that's where the entrepreneurials are coming in. They're like, they step back and say to them, like, what am I good at? What can I? What skills do I have? Yeah. And you're like, Gary V says, you go home, you sit down for a second and start thinking about how you can use who you are and branch yourself out to make money exactly and make what a happened with me. That's how I got into the whole social media stuff for you guys. You know, it's just like I got a degree in kinesiology and I ended up doing social media in the end. Like I became yeah. a little entrepreneur yep. myself. No, yeah. no, for sure. I think that's where um, I don't I just don't think people realize like if you're not going to go to college, it's like, why don't you go to your mom and dad and say, hey, give me the hundred thousand. Yeah. Pay me over four years. I'll go work for Gary Vee for free and I'll learn more shit yeah. than I will in college. And that's the thing is like college is. I get it. Doctor, attorney, yeah. lawyer, whatever, all that stuff. I get it. But it's not – I mean, if you're in radio, what are you going to go to college for? I mean, do you right, really you know, think it, you're going to – you better be an intern with you for four years. and You learn so much more on hands-on. Exactly. I'm, glad, I'm glad I went and got my degree. I'll tell you what it did, did give me was confidence, yeah. right? So yeah. you get out and yeah. like, all right, if radio doesn't work out, I have a great four-year degree that I'm able yeah. to – 
used to like position. you don't have to stay in that business just right. having a degree having that confidence yeah. of it yeah. but i i you mean feel like it'd be like that just this day and age you'd still have the confidence you feel like you know I, I, I th- it's tough to say i mean you almost like it's like that perfect world they say you know you go to high school you get good grades and you go off to college you get your diploma i mean it's almost instilled in your heads by your parents you know like yeah. that's the way it is yeah um what i still i I always tell people in radio, like uh, my brother does radio as well in Boston, and oh, wow. he started um, with my help and his skill set was able to get on the air a lot younger than I was because he had all that path for him. And he's like, "Man, I should just drop out of college." You know, he's like a freshman or something. Like, I already got offers for full time jobs coming. I'm like, "Slow down for a second. Get that first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it together." And, and so he would, you know, yeah. he, he would do it, and he would still do that. So I would still always say, if you are able to get a college degree, get it. But I always tell uh, people I work with the best experience I got was actually doing it. Was either being in the studios, you know, just finding time. I, I didn't intern because I had graduated college and my school didn't offer radio internships. So, but I did sales. But what I would do at night was I'd go into the studio and I'd sit there and learn. You know, I remember I would say I became one of the morning show hosts and I would sleep on the couch in the studio and I literally just lay there and listen and try to pick up on it. Yeah. I learned so much more doing that with watching and feeling than I did from a college degree. Well, that's the other thing, too, is the relationships, too, yes. are, like, more important than, you know, like, your education. Relationships the biggest thing you, you can do. Yeah, exactly. I said to everybody, too, and that's a cool yeah. thing in our industry, I would say, with radio is, if I was to ever leave radio, what would I do? And you step back and say, well, look at my network of friends and people that are doing stuff that yeah. you made an impre- uh, impression on. Like, I, I would find out. I'd sit down and talk with them and say, what do you think I could be good at maybe in real estate or in restaurant business or in – yeah, you have like, so many dynamic yeah. friends probably from just being right, on the radio but, get the people you get to meet. Yes, yeah. totally. But those relationships, you know, help you grow in radio, but it also helps you if you decide to or, you know, whatever you other occurs. opportunities, yeah. Right, you know, yeah. and I, I agree that relationships are probably more powerful. I don't want to say this, but say it than a college degree sometimes yeah. because yeah. I feel like you should get it. In, feels in weird to say it, but it's like but more it's, and more true, I right. think, in our day and age too, just because most people, like there's so many people who are now like, I dropped out of college, I never finished college, and they're doing these like great things. I but, read some articles from like yeah. 75% of billionaires like never made it through college. It's something yeah. ridiculous like that, yeah. but you step yeah. back and say you're right because they figured out what their passion was. Yeah, they're like, they but some it. of them are in college. Like, I'm out of here. I mean, look at Mark Zuckerberg. I he mean, was in there. He's he was out. at Harvard and he left. But you know, when when the Facebook at the time started to take off, he's like, I don't need to sit at, you know, uh, at Harvard and spend another hundred thousand dollars <laughs> next year to be here. I can yeah. move up to San Francisco yeah. and build my business. Yeah. Um, so now I think we're a lot seventy billion. So that was a good decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But it's not like he was dumb or couldn't get through yeah. college. But yeah. it's like he had that entrepreneurial mind. Yeah. Like I don't. I, I figured it out. Exactly. College helped me meet some people, get those connections. Yeah. But. That's a good point, yeah. But it got there. But it's interesting to see, you know, that with the, with a degree. What does it do for you? What what makes you pop? But I think a lot of entrepreneurs are coming out of college, those that have gone, and they're just like, yeah. shit, there's no jobs. There's no money in the jobs I want to do. What do I do? And you take the Gary Vee thing. You sit home and you, yep. you figure out what you want to become. Well, this side of the table never finished college. No. So. And you guys are successful. It took and that's me a seven thing. Tried. But, <laughs> but you found out what you liked, you know. And I have yeah. other friends that. <laughs> yeah. That went through college and still don't know what they want to do. I have friends that didn't go to college and figured it out faster than the rest, right? I think everybody's path is different, too, because I think to some people it's a good experience to go to college when you're not sure exactly what you want to do. You're kind of trying things. Or you're immature, too. I'll tell you, in college, you know, it's almost like your safety ground for four years. Yeah. Like, if you leave high school and you don't go to college and you're so immature at life, like, you just run out like, oh, look at me. You're a failure if you're not going to college, right? right? Or or you think in your mind, man, I'm making $30,000, a lot of money. I'm doing so well right now and I'm 20 years old and you think that. But you, you're so mature for that. So sometimes those four years cause you to mature a little bit. Yeah. Like sure. I learned a lot in college as a person from 17 to 21 or whatever it was, 18 to 22. You know, you, yeah. you're there and you're kind of learning who you are as a person. And I relationships think. too, again. It's again, like you, you never know. know and that's how I got my first job yeah. was, again, was a graduate of my college, was a general sales manager at a radio station. And there you go. Had I not gone to that college and not met him. I mean, he's now the 
um, head of the Chargers in LA, which is just a small world, oh, but he's a CRO, yeah. uh, SVP of the Chargers. So it's funny how he was there. And, you know, mm-hmm. those connections, those relationships, I still talk to him, you know, all the time. And it's it's funny, but I met him through college and I'm like, did I need college? And like, yeah. I do step back and say, well, if I didn't go to Hamilton College and do well there, I wouldn't have never had Jim Rushton give me this chance yeah. to go do this. So it's interesting to kind of see. So you're, so you're a mor- morning show or night show? What do you prefer? I love mornings. You get to talk more and be more of a personality. Um, you get to connect more. You yeah. know, we're talking about this with the amount of traffic that cities have now. Yeah. You know, you're sitting in and your you car. You know, people are sitting around. Like, <laughs> They're sitting in their cars, and yeah. it's so cool to know that, like, and it's another unfortunate thing to say, but I'd say 95% of people don't enjoy going to work. There's, like, that 5% that love it. The other 95 are like, you got to do it to pay your bills. And you gotta, kind of, you gotta, you gotta make them laugh and smile. Right, so it's work. kind of a yeah. cool thing to know that somebody's getting in their car, driving, sitting in traffic, which alone is going to be annoying. They're like, entertain yeah. me, Frankie. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, my life. But if my, you know, my favorite things are when people tweet me or hit me on Instagram or call. It's like, man, I was having a, such a shitty day, and, and you put a smile on my face and made it better. You know, so I enjoy that connection in morning drive. I love how you nice. actually post that on social media too. Like when, when someone, met, yeah, I give them love. Somebody hits me up. Personable about it, and I like that too. And I want people to know within radio. That's another thing that changed. Back in the day, it was like such a hidden thing like I wonder what they look like and what they're like really oh, I want you to know my life I was yeah. reading this article the other day and they're saying back in the day radio was such a hidden thing where you never talked about your personal life it was like only about the music or like the rock stars but now because of the way things are changing people want that personal connection so I'll tell you my life I'll tell you who I'm dating and who I broke up with and what's yeah. going on in my Dude, life you guys are totally oh I totally even with like Gina I remember I think I, if I think it was you you'd always give her shit about the boy she's dating I'd yeah like, <laughs> exactly yeah. but you know what that's real life I love War of the Roses the 1925 I'd wait for the, the right. hour I'd get we on would, and like, oh look at this guy in the parking lot like no 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 we got five more minutes and you know and that's our goal right you know I do a prank call every morning called the Jembles will prank and it's funny I love when people hit me up on that like dude what is that exactly what is that so it's a prank phone call where you know somebody will email me and we'll get somebody else on the phone and we'll prank phone call them it's so immature but it's so much fun to These do people don't even know like and you cover i cover up a little bit in the voice wise and you know we, we it's just so fun but it's so like brings me back to being a teenage punk and just being like you know these pranks, but people love it. But I'll get people laughing in their car, and they'll videotape themselves laughing, and they yeah. tag me in it, and I'll repost it. And it's like, look, I'm a human being too, and thank you for listening in. And it's cool. Or people get shocked if I do respond to like a message. Like, I can't believe you responded. I'm like, well, yeah. I can't believe you're listening to me. Yeah. So it's almost like that two way cool. street. Like I don't What's have that? that ego. I'm like, I'm so. Oh my gosh, you're listening. Or if yeah. I'm go out and do something, come up and like, hey, can I get a picture? I, I'm like, holy shit, you you listen to me every morning? Hell yeah, can I get a picture with you too for mine so I can show people you listen? Yeah. It's that cool connection of, of radio now. So I love Morning Drive for that personal. That's cool. You know my life. I like that attitude. And good. it's actually, you know, it's funny when people are like, man, they'll ask me questions about my life. I'm like, I've never met you before, but that's kind of weird how you know what I just went through. Yeah. But it's also, I step back and it's so humbling to be like, they actually care. They actually listen in. Yeah. They listen to my life, listen to the story. Then they see me or at a bar or a club or at the grocery store and they'll ask me about something that hurts. Well, now you're not hiding behind the mic. You know? No, and like, that's, a, that's where social cool. media is so yeah. crazy now, too, is where yeah. people follow you on Instagram. To see what's going on, and I would say, talk about the 360 radio. We're on the air for four hours, but I want you to know my life all day long. So Instagram stories, I'm posting stuff going on. I'll post pictures outside of my four hours because I want you to be intrigued with what's going on in my Stay life. Connected, yeah. And people will often say too, like, "Man, I can't believe you posted that. I can't wait for Tati to bust on you for posting that shirtless picture at the gym." But I'll post it 
for a reason on my Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get that reaction. Yeah. Then you go back. Yeah, right? thirst trapping. We're talking about that, but I'll go back for it. Oh, I know she's going to mess with me. I can't wait to. Tomorrow at 7 a.m. I'm definitely going to. So it's almost like that way of driving that audience from your social media. Yeah. You're seeing my whole life and what I'm doing. Then, yeah. you know, my coach. And they're listening in just to hear her give you shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah but then yeah. they'll say, man, it reminds me like me and my, my girlfriend. You know, she's always giving me shit. Or, yeah. So you remind me just like my boyfriend. So dumb when it comes to doing yeah. dishes. And I, <laughs> but that's the goal, right? I just want to be everybody's. But it kind of like brings a lightheartedness too. Like it maybe does. that person would be like upset about something like that, and then you bring that lighthearted, like yep. funny kind of silliness, which is we all need to have, right? Like totally. it doesn't need to be so serious. No, but it, and it's funny to relate. So like today we uh, it's a bit we call X Chronicles where we'll get you know X on the phone or couples and kind of help oh. them through stuff. Oh, I've seen this. And we have like situations. Gosh. And today you know two people called in like. I've been in that situation before. Let me, you know, I got to tell you how they got to handle this. And there's twofold in that. One was it's so cool that people are hearing what's going on and they're able to relate and like, this has helped me because I just went through this. We also know there's probably hundreds of others that are going through it that have no platform or no way to tell anybody because they're too embarrassed to say, I'm arguing with my husband about this or my ex did that. But then they hear two more people say it. I think it's one of those things where they step back and say, mm-hmm. I'm not the only one going through this right now. This is kind of cool. I'm hearing this on the radio of yeah. other people living what's going on in my life. So it's yeah. almost like that cool outlet. Uh, outlet and people want to naturally help too. So they it's cool. love to yeah. help. You know, I, we yeah. always say that it's like we give a reason for listeners to call in to give advice. People yeah. love to give advice. Yeah. Everybody's got that like mom and dad feel like I can tell you what to do. Yeah, and how yeah, you yeah, yeah. Done it. But there's other people that are scared to call in or don't want to call in, and they're listening though. They're, they're like, listening yeah. for that advice. So it's kind of cool when you know you you talk to man. Listen all the time. I've never called him, but when somebody said this, it really helped me. It's like that's so cool because you build a little community. Yeah, for through, sure. Through these microphones that go through like a car speakers, it's pretty dope. Have you always been open, or like is you, is the older you gotten, the more comfortable? It or? took a while, yeah. You know, because you 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 always want to have this like I'm the single guy and I'm the this and that, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you think. But it's like you know what you're not though. You know, it's like when you start dating somebody, they'd rather hear about you dating versus being I'm not the guy at the club and I'm always trying to pick up chicks. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's cool for like a minute, but after a while, it's like. Is that real? Are you really like that? Yeah. So it took me a while to like take that guard down and be like, all right, I went on a date and the date sucked and you know, here's what happened. Sorry, but it did But suck, it did, yeah. right? Because <laughs> yeah. you know how many guys have gone up there and excited to go on a date and it's failed or if I mess something up, you know, it's funny. I had I'd gone through a, a, a bad relationship and I remember the next girl I dated, the first thing I said to her was like, what type of crazy are you? Like I literally said it at the dinner. She's like, "What do you mean? What type of crazy am I?" I'm like, yeah. "That came out wrong." But but you know, the next day. <laughs> but really, what type of but, crazy? Right. Are you? But on the air, I talked about that, I, and I had so many people hit me up. I was like, "Dude, that was so funny." Because I went on a first date, and I'm looking at this girl, wondering, like, "Man, there's got to be something crazy." And all girl, you know, your girl be like, "Dude, we I'm all like, are right." Right, you know, and then yeah, girls like, are, people would say, "I'm bad shit crazy," you know. You say, right, or, 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 you're the girl, devil's mistress. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Or, or you know, the flip side with like a girl, like you know, you're talking about. You uh you complain because you split a, a tab on a dinner date or whatever. Like, thank you for saying that because the guy I went on a date with, you know, he was. So it's almost yeah, like because that's weird when that happens, right? <laughs> yes. You know, totally. Let's just put it out there, really? exactly. But not okay. not okay, not okay. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you. But you know, it's funny to tell my life and have you say that in your car. Yeah, you really, that is not okay. I cannot. And then you go on a date like, holy shit, other guys do this. So you build that. You know, my honesty of my real life makes yeah. you like, oh yeah, I just actually do the same stuff that you do. So it took me a while, yeah. but the more that I did. And I think I got the most comfortable was when my dad got sick back in 2000. He was sick for a while, but he got real sick in 2015. He ended up passing away in 2016, and that's when I did move back to Boston. But I remember I was actually doing this show in San Diego from Boston Studios because I, I, I didn't really move back home, but I was staying back in Boston during a lot of his uh, hospital yeah. stay. And I would literally go to the hospital, and I'd sleep there or whatever. Then I'd go and do the morning show. And then I'd have to go back over. And it was like I was honest. Like I wasn't lying to people. Like, hey, I'm in San Diego, and it's sunny. I'm like – 
it's snowing outside right now. I'm in Boston. My dad's in the hospital, but I'm going to still do this show. And I had so many people connect off of wow. that. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember when I got a text from my brother that dad might not make it. And, you know, I was on the air when I got that text. And I just wow. broke down crying on the air. And it's like this tough guy who, you know, acts like so much on the radio. I just I remember at the time I said to my co-host, I'm like, I, I, I'm done. It was like 8 o'clock. So I, tell, I, I just have to leave. And it's those moments of being real versus faking it. Like everything is great that I feel like audience were like, all right, Frankie's a real person. And he yeah. too has issues that happen. And it's not always happy and smiling on the radio. But it took me those moments of real life shit to happen to be able to say – People want to hear this stuff, and I now, had... don't you feel better about it when you're like that? Don't you? I do. Like you don't like when you're being that way because I'm very much like that. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It's just I'll just say. But when you're like that and you're out there and you're sharing and you're out there with your honesty, even on Instagram, I just say these are my insecurities. This is it because I so smart. I don't give a shit. But yeah. people I know, I get texts like, "Damn, that made me think." And last week we were talking about relationship yeah. stuff, and people were like, "Man," because we don't care because I know it can help somebody, but. For me, I'm like, I feel so much better that I can share because it's like there's no traps. There's no nothing. No. It's, it's out there. It's like, amazing. You know? I remember when I first moved back to San Diego. So I left for a year. I came back and I was doing an event with SDCCU. And it was a shred event where people were shredding papers. Mm-hmm. And anyways, a car pulls up and the guy just says, thank you. I go, oh, for being here, my pleasure. He goes, no. He goes, I lost my, I think it was mom or dad uh, a few weeks ago. And I remember hearing you on the radio. I'm like, if Frankie could get through this and tell us on the radio and Make it happen. He's like, I can get through this too. That's he so goes, cool. help me. And it, it kind of that's when it yeah. kind of all came full circle, impact, right? Yeah. Some guy I'd never seen and like telling a macho guy too. I was like, thank mm-hmm. you. And I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. That I'm sorry that you, the past time I was so cool that I was able to. My story helped you. Yeah, but it, it has helped. And when you post it on social media, you know, if you have two people looking at it or a million people looking at it, it matter. You have a chance to affect yeah. them in, in a positive or a negative way, which is the other thing too. Like you have to be smart at stuff you post because you don't want to go the bully route and say mean stuff. You know, you want to. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Can, but yeah. when you use it for your personal, your flaws versus pointing out other people's flaws, it's yeah. a great. Well, that's like what great. Gary V says, though. Like, yeah. your true colors are always going to show on social media. So if you are a shitty person, like, Is everybody's going to see, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's very true. And there's, not, that, yeah. there's that, too. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just like yeah. with money, as they say. If you're an asshole, you're just going to be a rich asshole. I heard that quote the other day. So, if, if, you're, so if, you're, if you're nice, you're going to yeah. be a uh, nice rich guy. You, yeah. That's what it is, like literally. It's yeah, literally. for sure. If you if you were an asshole before you're rich and you became one when you had the money, you always were. You just covered it up at the time to yeah. try to get that yeah. money. We're talking about that. But it's so true. But it, it, it's in general. But I, you know, I think that's what I like about my platform is when you are being real, there's no asshole hiding. Like if I – I'll say some stuff on the radio sometimes, and I go shut up the mic. I'm like, holy shit, I really feel like I was talking to my yeah, you're boy. Like, a few people might not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had yeah, some yeah. complaints on stuff, but you know, you'd rather get that and know that you were standing for who you are. I'm not saying go so far one way, but but also be everybody's real about not going to like you, and that's okay. It is okay. And yeah. sometimes we always say like the, the haters are the ones that drive your ratings or yeah. drive. Absolutely. Because if they're not out there hating on you and telling 12 people they hate on you. Hey, they're still talking about you. That's exactly it. If they're talking about you, you affected them enough to call in. And you know, know? it's funny. I think someone was like, man. I hate listening to you guys all the time. I'm like, well, you just contradicted yourself. Like, I hate listening to you guys all the time. It's like, you know, but you you keep on, you just tweeted me to tell me that you hate listening to me all the time. Well, thank you for that. So, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Glad you're listening to (laughs) me. Thank you for listening. And the best is when I do retweet some of those people, the haters, they're like, oh, wow. Oh, I mean, I didn't mean it that way. I was just trying to say, Sorry. you know. But honestly, some of those people are kind of funny because I think some people, like, it's happened a couple times where I've seen on other people's social media yeah. where they'll kind of call them out for it, but in a nice I way. I love calling like, out people. Yeah, they're like, wow. Well, you you res- yeah. But they're shocked that you respond, yeah. and then they're like, sorry, I was just kind of having a shitty day. Like, yeah. I just, that, that, that's, somebody made that, me mad, or like, that, I got fired with my girlfriend. That, or, that yeah. is all Crystal reminds me. Somebody always says that, you know, if you're driving down the road and some guy cuts you off and is like, fuck you, motherfucker, yeah. or whatever, it's like, 
you don't know if what that's mom her mom I just died or time. this <laughs> and that's why like even with people and that's yeah. why you're like look you know, if the guy is not pulling out a gun, oozing down everybody, yeah. like you know, even that guy, they're they're just they're they're miserable no, at a moment or something. And you have to have humor. With not it, to so. sidetrack that, but another story ties into my dad. I remember when I was back uh, in Boston for Christmas, and I was living out here, living the life. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Christmas time. I'm like four days, I'm going home. I have no present. So I went home and I went to I think it was like a Kohl's, and I went to get my dad a, a watch, like a big face watch, so he could have it. And I was with my mom, and I remember the lady that was behind the counter. I'm like, can I try this one. She, not like the kind of after she's like, do you not know what you want to get? Like, was kind of snapping at me. I'm like, this, uh, it, 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 it's Christmas time. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm trying to buy an expensive watch here for my dad. And she's looking at me. All right. And this one, she goes, you know what? When you know which one you want, real snappy. Anyways, tell her my name. And she's, you know, with my credit card. She goes, it's your dad. And she says my dad's name. I go, yeah. She just started crying. I go, she goes, this is my second job that I need to do to pay bills. I'm actually one of his nurses as well at a rehab center. Oh, wow. And she goes, I hate Christmas because uh, both my husband and my son passed away yeah. at Christmas time. Jeez. So, of course, so I'm a, a son buying something for my dad. So, it's you know, she's mad, not mad, but the, the emotions come out mm-hmm. that her son and her husband both passed away at Christmas time. Yeah. And, all came, and she just broke down and she apologized for the way she was. And I remember leaving. I'm like, me thinking like this lady is such a bee. Like, what's yeah. she doing? And I step back and say, well, that's exactly what it was. Ask my dad. And she's like, oh, she's the sweetest person because she likes helping that. But that triggered her that yeah. a son was buying a dad something and she can't have that moment. She didn't get that moment around Christmas. Right. You know? So going back to like, what caused yeah. somebody to have a bad day or to give you the finger, I was like, that wasn't that wasn't my fault that you had a bad day. I apologize. Yeah. So I, somebody gives me the finger, I just wave and say thank you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Did yeah, I make yeah. your day feel better? Yeah. I try to so tell good. Kenny to do that now too because sometimes he's like, "What?" Like he gets we all, all crazy. Get like that, but, yeah, but you I'm step like, back and it's like, like, "Kenny, maybe they're having a bad day." Like, yeah, you know, that you know, made them. That, that was the best part of the day was giving me the finger. Good for them. Because I, you know, when you piss somebody off. So I didn't do it, then I'm like, "Sorry, like they're probably having a bad day." I mean, that was gonna be one of my questions for you. I mean, you kind of answer is like, "How do you deal with haters?" You know, you know, you, it's I love them though. Like it's like you don't love haters, but you love them. I remember when I was on. Boston, there's this one listener that would go in on me because I had replaced a legendary person there, and I can't believe they brought you in. And this California guy, and I'm like, first of all, I'm a Boston dude that's living in California. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a balance yeah. of life. And would go in on me, go in on me. To this day, one of the biggest listeners I have in San Diego is that person from their desk in Boston. That's you know, so they would go funny. in on me, and I'd retweet yeah. So them. sometimes they're the most loyal people. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are. So yeah. they're so angry that their person they listened to left. Yeah. And then I won them over, but they would send me the hate tweets. You're not such and such. And I can't believe it. So I'd retweet them. Well, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for that. I apologize. Hopefully tomorrow. And I, would not, I wouldn't say antagonize them, but I'd let them know, like, hey, I'm watching what you're sending. I end up leaving there. Was one of the number one advocates of why did I leave? And then here I get tweets every morning, calls my show from Boston, you know, three-hour difference. Oh, my god. Same person. But what did I do? It's like when you get in the hate, you can either ignore it and they'll keep coming at you or acknowledge them. A lot of people are using social media because they – you're hiding. They're, they're hiding, yeah, yeah and they, they need a friend. They need somebody to talk to, and they go on their social media. So yeah. you're tweeting me, telling me how bad I did Well, you were listening. So thank you for listening. I'm going to make sure I don't make that mistake again. You yeah. know, and then they're like, oh. Do you, do you think people are like that, like haters and behind just because they're just not happy in their life? I mean, because you've been on the radio a while. Mm-hmm. You get listeners, you call in, and I yeah. mean, some people say good shit or bad shit or whatever. I mean, you're, you're doing personalities. You're dealing with people stuck in traffic or they're going to work. Like right. you said, 95% of them hate them or this or that. Do you think it's just like – why people won't be open? They just can't. It's just they're just too insecure. They just got a problem. I, I think so, but you know, it's a way to um, to vent your thoughts and your feelings. Some people aren't comfortable to post on social media their flaws or to talk on a microphone and say mine. Their job is whatever they do for a career. They can pull out their phone. They can just tweet. A lot of times, the haters don't even have a picture up. If you notice that, it's like they have a picture of their That's dog up. You know, so like they're, yeah. they're hiding themselves, but they have personal anger. Some of them have personal thoughts that they don't know how to express them. They use social media to express them. 
uh, the good or the bad, right? Sometimes you I love them. You never know. Like, they could be, like, a lonely person. They could be. They but could I love that they use, sometimes you know, I love like, that they use social media. Yeah, you know, it's get like it off so your chest. Yeah. Let me know what you're hearing and you don't like and you do like. It is an outlet for people, I it think, very that, much that don't feel comfortable to do things like that in person. True, but I, I like yeah. haters. They, they, they teach me yeah. stuff, too. Maybe I yeah. did mess up. Maybe for if, sure. If you don't tell me that I messed up, how do I know that I yeah. messed up? And if you have the balls to tell me, good for you. Yeah. I've invited some of the studios sometimes. like, you know what? Come on in the studio. Let's shake hands and like you know break bread real quick and show you that I'm a human That's being. So you are too. That's and awesome. some of my favorite you know followers have become those ones that I like the attitude. Yeah, it's yeah. good. But you have to spin it on that to to succeed, or you can let it eat you alive, which some people do, and then they they don't become themselves. I'd rather be myself and tell you how I feel when you tell me negative stuff, just like I do with the positive. Yeah, same. but it is a sign of success, I think, because like I said, not everybody's going to love you, and that's no. okay. And okay, that's kind no. of a sign that you're you're being true to yourself too. True. Because if you're trying to please everybody. And everybody just is like, and plus I always say this too to Kenny, like, you never want to be that person like, oh, he's nice. Like, that's not really a compliment. Like, what makes him so nice? Well, I don't know. He's he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Give me something. Give me something. Like, Grant Cardone says. What you want is like, he's, like, he's He's real. He was on social media and he was worried about the fact that it's YZ or on the radio saying real. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Like, do you have a favorite, like, I mean, we say guests here. He's probably like one of your favorite guests ever on, but also like. Do you have something on your show that you just like look forward to every week? That's like you know funny or whatever that you just love. Like I, I like doing prank calls; those are always fun. Okay. Um, that's just a like persona I'm able to. Like, <laughs> I did those in high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it brings my immature yeah. me out. You know, I was yeah. talking about somebody the other day. I think uh, you become unhappy in life when you forget what made you happy as a kid, right? If you think yeah. about it, like as a kid, you see kids running around and eating food and just like nothing. There's no worries. They're they're living life. As we get older, life comes at you: bills, relationships, all this. So I think that brings me back to like the the high school days of like you're kind of carefree, you're playing football and having yeah. fun and friends. It's like, and we're making prank phone calls and it's hysterical. So I love getting to do that in my older years. So I look forward to that, and I do look forward to artist interviews. I think it's oh, yeah. always cool, you know. It, it, it's funny. I, I like people succeeding. So I like seeing like Lady Gaga came in before she was really anybody. You know, she had just wow. launched Just Dance, and it's like I did an uh, interview in a room about this size with some listeners and. Now she's Lady Gaga. You know, Katy Perry was in there. Justin Bieber was 14 years old, and I did a water chugging contest with him. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> and so at the fun. time, you know, you could tell he was going to become something because all these little teeny bobbers were, like, we, you know, begging to try to meet him. And my boss and I were like, what is up with this kid? Who knows? Let's have him in anyways. And then you see where he went to. Um, or you meet artists that are six. Like, I remember Akon. It was when I was doing a night show, came in, and he was at the top of his game at the point. I'm like, man, this guy's going to be such a – a D-bag, I can already tell, was the nicest guy I've met. Right, he's like, he yeah. is the nice guy. Right and it was yeah. super cool, but it, you step back in those moments too, and I was kind of like, this is cool because I get to meet them on like face value. Yeah. And I love seeing the artists. We had uh, an artist coming this morning. Um, he's trained by Macklemore, and he was telling me, it's his kid, um, Thompson, and he was telling me that uh, he, he got his break because Macklemore had a, a school and like a class, like a summer class, and he would go to Macklemore's class and, McElroy ended up liking him he came but I mean the kid walks in with this big smile and I know he's going to be huge and it's so cool to see like this kid literally a 21 year old kid like tell me his how he got here and how I made it to this point and how I have songs with millions of views on YouTube but not many people know him yet but um, in five years from now and I would say to these artists I go when you're back in my studio in five years be as cool as you are right now yeah. in five years because I want you yeah. so I love seeing like artists so when it comes to my favorite part of the show I mean obviously I love doing the prank calls but when it comes to the bigger picture I love entertaining people but I love watching artists new artists develop and become like oh man I knew him before he was anybody and now he's you know performing at the Grammys like that's kind of cool crazy yeah and the real artists you know are the ones that remember you and will, will stay in contact with you through that's through that true. through that grind Mike Posner was a really cool one he had uh, he had a handful of songs Cooler Than Me uh, Pillin' Ibiza 
And I was actually, my mom had never been backstage at a concert. And she's shy and timid. And my brother and I both work at the same station in Boston. I do it from San Diego. He does a night show there. And we had this event together. And my mom was backstage for the first time. And Mike Posner walked by, said hi to me, gave my mom a big hug and goes, Frank has been riding with me since day one. He's a really cool guy. And walks in and my mom's like, who's that? I go, he has this song. I'm like, another song. That was it. Like, got all excited. <laughs> and she's like, that's really cool that he knew who you were. I'm like, well, you know, before he was really anybody 10 years ago when he popped by the studios, you know, I shook his hand. He gave me a cell phone number. I was like, hey, man, when you're in L.A., let's grab lunch sometime. You build this connection. And it was cool that at the time he had probably like a number one song, top five song. And my mom was in shock. So I think those relationships are so cool to build with those artists. And sure. years later, I have that connection. So I love that part of my job. It's kind of cool to see, like, you get to see people's growth, too. That, yeah, I love that part yeah. of it. And I love seeing who stays the same and who changes. Because yeah. a lot of people do change. They get a better, like we talked about, they get some money and some fame and they become assholes. Nah, yeah. When you well, see that stuff, though, it's kind of hard not to. Like, some of these people that have had success, like Justin Bieber, for example, yeah. like, he was just like a kid, like you said, yeah. like that's, 14 that's years a difference. old. Was, yeah. like, you don't even he know. Has the like money, true. but the fame is tough. It's yeah. so yeah. Well, you look at Justin Bieber, it's like if you ask your grandmother, 90 years old, who's Justin Bieber, knows who he is. You yeah. ask a two-year-old kid, Justin Bieber, he'll sing a Justin Bieber song. Yeah. And that's across the world. So he's the most famous, popular person yeah. in the world. That's the problem. So it's, he can't go anywhere, right? You can't, you know, it's uh, you see a lot of celebrities out, and um, I hate to ask them for a picture because yeah. it's like, you know, or you ask them, yeah. they give you an attitude, and I walk in like, you know what? You're, there's like Scotty Pittman was at a restaurant Barbusa were talking about that in Little Italy and he was sitting behind me and it's like afterwards we were those guys that took a picture and he gave and people like man he looked like he was I'm like I stopped and said he's, the, he's so recognizable everybody yeah. sees him oh there's Scotty Pittman so everywhere he walks hey can I get shit. a picture hey can I get a picture you're driving in a car and people are like hey Scotty hey pull out their phone so of course when he's getting dinner the last thing he wants is yeah another picture yeah right <laughs> yeah. but it's not that he's probably a bad person in any means but you're right when no, you get to just, a certain fame level time. they want their it's their time too right. you know, you which know. is tough because you get so excited when you see them I'm like oh my gosh that's Justin Bieber at dinner let me get a picture and Justin throws food at man Justin it goes on TMZ Justin was a dick he threw food at somebody and like People I was telling him for 20 minutes to get away. He's trying to finish his dinner. Yeah, you know. yeah. it's like only Finally, the piece just of the like, story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's your favorite concert you've ever been to? Favorite, favorite concert. Like artist you've seen live. You, seen you know what's funny is, and it, it has nothing to do with hip-hop or top 40, but I saw Bruce Springsteen years ago in Boston, and it was the coolest experience seeing him on stage because it was like a full rock show. I think it was like my first full rock show that I saw. I'm like, I was in awe yeah. of like the E Street Band and Bruce Springsteen and just being the macho dude on stage. And I was probably in my teens at the time, so that stands out. As a concert that, that's cool. I really liked. I mean, I've gotten to go to so many. I'm fortunate for that's, that. That's and lots of yeah. great. You know, Drake's been great, and you know, I saw Future in LA, and I've seen. I've been backstage. You know, at this one, I got new kids in my block. I mean, again, not really in the cool realm, but that's, they're from Boston. No, I mean, it's probably fun. To and see one of my now. best I mean, friends, I would guess, yeah. one of my best friends, um, is in the boy band O Town, the old boy band. Oh, okay. So he's tied in with uh, new kids. So he was able to get us backstage for that and. Donnie Wahlberg's talking to me, and they put me and my buddy in um, the their prayer circle that they do. So it's like Joey McIntyre and Donnie Wahlberg, and I'm like, it's like a, a ten year old, twelve year old kid. I wanted to go to their concert, and I couldn't it's like afford nostalgic, it. Nostalgic, and yeah. now I'm sitting there like yeah. I'm backstage holding their hands before they go. This is damn cool. So I've yeah. had moments of that because of my career. Prior to my career, I'd say Bruce Springsteen it was something that you know got tickets into from a friend, and we went to the concert. So I think that stands out because it had nothing to do with my career. It had to do with as a kid. I'm like this is cool. Bruce I was wondering if you guys say hip hop. I don't know who was on the radio. They've seen like you every concert, yeah. everything, and someone was like, um, "They, they're like, I just saw my favorite artist this weekend." Everybody's like, "What?" And it was um, who's the red hair guy? Uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he's like, awesome I saw show. Ed yeah. Sheeran. He's like, best concert I've ever seen. I've seen every hip hop. Yeah. This guy, I mean, I don't know somebody on the radio. You know, but somebody, you know, it's funny you said because I, I've met some people too. Ed Sheeran is so talented. You can check him on YouTube. He does some of his songs. He's a, a one man band basically. He, yeah. he loops his stuff and does it. 
and his concert I did one of my top five was his because I remember he said you know everybody says I'm a fake because I don't have a band and they paid all these money for these tickets and it's just one guy he goes I got a band and he starts you know making sound effects here and playing the drum and he starts looping it and he does his full set of music all off of this that's, set that's why Look this guy that. said I think he does that on Instagram yeah. I've seen yes, that yes yes yeah. 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 Videos. but I'll tell you so that was a great experience as well I mean yeah. that, that stands out again I, I guess a lot of the moments that I get are because of my career gives me these cool opportunities so I, sometimes again I bring it back to my childhood before I had all this cool stuff that I got to do. I remember, I guess, the Bruce Springsteen one stands out as that. That concert as a kid, like, that was cool. I just went to a concert, and that was awesome. I was actually a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen. I still have the, you know what I mean? My brother asked me, that's my he said, you saw that thing where your aunt bought you the cassette? It was the four cassettes of Bruce yes, Springsteen. Yes, I have it. I like, that. It was that's like, funny. yeah. You grew up in the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, he's like, 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 but it's funny and I like going to concerts I, I appreciate them differently now too being in the radio and media business because beforehand you go because you're a fan right I'm going to go see Drake because I love him and music I kind of am more on the back I'll watch and I'll pick up on stuff that he's doing and learning about the artist more so than listening for the music it's yeah. like the stage presence and how they handle stuff and how the crowd reacts to things I kind of think I look at it in a different light now oh for sure which bet, is yeah. kind of cool you know I wouldn't yeah. say it's a jaded light it's more of like a, a brightened, brightened yeah. light because I'm like oh, you're I more like like looking at their craft. Yes, very much so. Because yeah. you know, they're entertainers and that's what we are yeah. on the radio is entertainers. Yeah. So I'll see what they did or like DJ that's Khaled, cool. how he hypes up things certain ways and gets the crowd intent. And you can yeah. also see it during a concert when the crowd kind of goes this way and you can see like the artists will come back with like a, a hit song to bring them back in. So they're yeah. adjusting their playlist as they go and it's kind of cool to watch it from that, mm-hmm. from that standpoint. That's awesome. Monty, you got to ask a question because yeah. that's the one I want to know about that. I'm curious about that. About the... Your highlighted yeah, question. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so, I mean, you posted already on social media and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're pretty good at that. But how much time do you spend outside of the show planning and creating? Yeah, we were curious show? about that. That's yeah. a good amount. You know, it's funny because that's the thing about mornings, too, is your life becomes what we talk on the radio. So my day is always planning. I talk about stuff that goes on, the good, the bad. You know, I keep on getting parking tickets because my damn registration sticker that I ordered a month ago hasn't come in yet. Yeah, every time I go to like work mine. out downtown, I keep on getting tickets. So I've been going off on the air about it, that, you know, a few times. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I have to park on the street. My gym is a street parking gym, you know. And But as I get in that ticket, like, first I'm mad because I got another $32.50 ticket that came up. Right, but back in my head, I'm like, this is great. Tomorrow at 720, I'm going to... Complain about this together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, so my my it's, show prep happens all day. Oh, but what right, I normally yeah. do is I'll go home. Um, it's like you want something funny, or you got like yeah. You know, and I'll email myself on the side sometimes, you know, or text myself. You got to remember, remember that, that thing. And then I'll uh, before I go to bed, I usually spend about forty five minutes to an hour at night typing up. We do it as a morning show. Myself, Tati, and our producer Sapphire would be like five things that happened in my day today that we should bring up at some point. Wow. Five bigger things that happened in the day lifestyle because you know I'm not there with Tati and Sapphire or anybody else on the show all day long so I want to know what's going on in their lives so we kind of let each other do that then we'll start doing prep for Tristan Thompson and cheated on Khloe Kardashian and what's the inside scoop on that and we'll do that and not only just to report it but what's our take on it and how can we turn this into a topic and you know there's uh, stuff that was going on on YouTube Big with parents right now, where these like oh, the Momo Momo's thing. coming That's out, freaky. and it's basically it's a video like you're watching YouTube, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, this like you know splice out to like this monster looking face and tell you to kill oh yourself. It's actually really creepy, and it tells like, kids to poke your eyes out. You know, That's nobody awful. wants to see your eye. It is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but it's this big thing that's in it hits. So in the news a couple of days ago, it's like on YouTube Kids. Yeah, right? YouTube yeah. Kids in, in uh, what time? So anyway, so I see it come up on you know Fox Five News will mention it, and then I'm gonna go online and learn more about this. And during my prep, so now I have my thoughts on this. And then Tati's a parent on the show. Like, what questions could I ask Tati to get advice that other parents 
So that's all my, my hour prep that I do. So I have the day-long stuff that goes on. Um, so I'd say about an hour sit down on my computer, but all day long. And then in the morning before we go on the air live, we kind of bring all of our ideas together and build a one sheet, kind of like you guys have here. Like so things that you that know, want, yeah. That we should talk about. And obviously yeah. we diverge from it sometimes. Something happens during the show and we sway from it, but we have a game plan Yeah. we build. I mean, you help also with like the playlist too, right? Yeah, so I'm the music yeah. director. So I actually schedule all the music for the station, So, which is kind of cool as well. Wow. It's a lot of work. That takes me. See, that's going to take a lot. I mean, how, do, you, that's about you, do you guys get the music in, like people sending you? or you have, So that's record label know. side stuff. So I meet, as a music director, I deal with the record labels and the artists and sometimes the artists directly, but oftentimes it's their labels. And it's a marketing plan for them. So, you know, Ariana Grande has a new song out or Drake has a new song out. The label has a marketing push. Hey, this song's dropping on Monday. So you get it before anybody probably, you know. Okay. A lot of times we'll get it where I can't. It'll be watermarked. We can't do anything with it. But they'll say this song is going to actually be released on Monday. We're not actually going for radio play for for another three months. But what we want to do is bring this new artist by, get you to know them a little bit, have you listen to the song, talk to the artist about the song. They build this marketing plan and then they go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the same hand, they don't want to go to the next song in an album. So people will be like, there's 12 songs on the album. You guys keep on playing God's Plan by Drake. There's other good songs. Right, but the marketing of the label doesn't uh, want you to... that's why. So it's like, you know, you look at sneakers if you're sneakerhead and, you know, the new Jordans come out. You know, they're not going to just all of a sudden the next day release another pair of Jordans. They want to maximize that. And then they have a, and the, you know, the Jordan XYZ 3s are coming out in three months and they'll send you a picture of it so you see it and you get kind of hyped up about it, but you're still buying the other ones. It's a marketing plan. Okay, um, that's what it's about. And they don't want us stepping out of line of their plans. We could... But it's a relationship, you know. We're trying to help them, and they're trying to work with us. But yeah, so we get that, and we I meet with my boss, who's the program director, and we go over the songs. We build our playlist, and then I personally schedule the music. So I basically build an iPod, twenty-four hour iPod every day. So when you hear the music on Gemma ninety-five-seven, I'm choosing where they're going to play and how they're going to flow, which is <coughs> kind of cool. That takes me about an hour and a half to two hours to do each. I thought it was going to be longer. Damn, you got it down so, fast now, huh? Yeah, but I'm in seven days of it, so it's about fifteen extra hours plus a week of doing that, you know, so it's an hour and a half per day. But it's cool when you're driving in a car and somebody's listening into the station. I'm not on the air, but I'm like, they're listening to that song right now because yeah. I chose to put it there, which is kind of a cool vibe too. Wow. So I did that from home. I'm able to schedule it all from my uh, from my apartment. So I sit at home, watch TV, enjoy myself while I'm doing the work. So answer your question long form, probably two and a half hours a night in front of a computer prepping okay. between the music and the show. How do you guys like, <coughs> how do you make sure that they keep the show interesting like do you guys like watch the ratings and if yeah well, we have are, ratings we gotta watch and we yeah. gotta keep an eye on that but yeah. I mean again it's real life stuff yeah. it's it's yeah. how how do you find something going on in your life and twist it that's real but in, a, in an yeah. interesting way and now it's, yeah. it's funny we had um today we had a thing called San Diego Leaders where you nominated people that are doing well in the community and we highlighted three of them on our show today and the first one came on and telling this long story and, you know it, it was good and then we had to stop at the end to the next one and say, so that story that's like this big, that's our life. We have to find ways to take it so it's like this. And I explained to them, it's like, have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and mid-conversation, all of a sudden they're on their phones, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And they're not really yeah. paying attention. It's because your story is just so long-winded, you've lost your interest. And when we're on the radio, we have to think about that story, that long-winded story, and how do I condense it so that while you're sitting in your car, you're like getting close to the radio yeah. versus thinking about turning the dial. Um, I think that's part of the art form of doing radio. For sure, yeah. But it's also about doing it over and over and over again. I'm sure when you started your first podcast, your questions are a little bit different, and you're learning as you go on. You like what to ask? Not so like 
and then, and then you right, know, like you know, jerky it, with your questions. For sure, it goes like to when I interview better. somebody before, and it's like, so you have a new song coming up. That's cool. What's like? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And also, yeah. like, what is this? But then you realize that then they go to the next radio station. It's like, how do you become creative with yeah. stuff? And how do know, I have a conversation but keep it entertaining? Right. Cause right. Really, that's the best way instead it flows. Yeah. Yes. Instead of just so you know, you get creative with how you position your stories. So you know, my parking ticket, I could be like, this sucks. I got a parking ticket, but or I'm like, hold on, time on. Let me let me make this a real story. Yeah. You know, I, a month ago, I've tried this and I'm getting real riled up. So I'm yeah. thinking in my mind, how can I take this little situation and make it a, a creative story? Yeah. Um, but that goes to, like I was saying, the whole, it's like a day long of show prep. Because when something happens in my life, first thing I think of, because you're radio minded, is how do I turn this into a good story that's a minute and a half to two minutes to deliver on the radio and make people want to call in and chime in on it? Yeah, it's funny because I was just listening. We're doing some other kind of sales thing and they were talking about giving speeches, which I think is kind of relatable to what you do, but it's like the inflections in your voice yes. and the kind of like way that you kind of position things. It's it, There's definitely a, a craft it to is. it. They call it the elevator speech, right? Where you know, you yeah, want the speech. If yeah. you, it, we're, actually, I was in a yeah. meeting the other day and they said, you know, position, think about yourself when you're telling a story. It's a 19-story building and you walk in with either a listener or your boss and you only have to the 19th floor tell them everything you want to tell them and make sure that they're engaged on it. How can you do that? You know, so you think about it. It's like, all right, well, I got 45 seconds of my sales pitch, you know, because they're going to walk out of that elevator. And if you didn't sell them on it, yep. then you might never get a chance to sell them again. Right. And it's interesting to think about that. It's on the radio, too. You have somebody in the car, and if they're not interested, they can punch out so quick and you might not get them back. So I have that elevator speech, you know. I know I got you for yep. – 15 minutes of time in your car, I want to best utilize your time. To and say. you're competing with all these other different things that they might be interested in, too. The cell phone is good yeah. and bad, right? I mean, yeah. when I'm in traffic, as much as you're not supposed to be on your phone, I'm stuck in traffic. I mean, yeah. who is not on right. their phone? Also, no, let me right. Busted. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. But, you know, let me see what's on Instagram. And all of a sudden, it's like you, yeah. you lose that. But if I'm engaged in something going on, I was listening to sports radio the other day, and they were talking about Manny Machado. And I'm like, I'm trying to get up. Like, where are the Padres going with this? What's going on? Yeah. What's going to happen with Bryce Harper next? And, you know, and they're telling me all that. I'm like getting close to my radio. Like, this is what I want. The second that they didn't, I noticed. I'm like, all right, back to my phone. Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, when you can find a way to spark somebody's interest and tell a story that's engaging. Yep. It's, it's, it's another you know, thing that fun. sucks about radio is like, I don't know, maybe it's me. It's like, why are there commercials on all at the same time? You're like going through, you're like, oh, you know, they all need to like coordinate. There's different ways of trying to win quarter hours when it comes to ratings and stuff. And then a lot of times, you know, you can see where people are at and you're trying to work in on how to keep audience going. Well, you guys, there's a method to it. Very much so. And that's the other thing, too. We're telling some of the leaders in the studio today that are asking radio questions. And there's a method to radio. It's like, man, you guys should play all this local music. You guys should play track number 14 that nobody plays on the radio off of this album why and it's like well it's not that's not how it works like i don't just wake up in the morning and say this is my new favorite song and i'm gonna put this on 20 yeah. times today right this <laughs> magic to it why are you guys playing commercials you know it sucks when you have them well that's how bills get paid that's how this radio yeah. station stays on yeah. believe me you know it's like even when you're stopping down I, I get your frustration that you want to hear another song of that but you have to think it, it, it's it's a business right yeah that's what it is yeah anything it's you're doing flow. but it's funny that you, you, you say that because you know you're right things are structured and set in certain ways that if you like every radio station has commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah, in a while, yeah. you're like, oh, you I got right. one. Yeah. Like, yeah, For sure. But people yeah. click. They're yeah. clicking, clicking. They do. Yeah, yeah. And that's also, you know, in radio, it's, it's called like a radio tease. You want to say something that's like, oh, shit, I know I have to get back in five minutes. Yeah. I don't want to miss this. Or yeah. when we're talking about X Chronicles and there's two us on the phone and you that's know, where you're getting. We're going to do it here. We're yeah. going to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. says he got yeah. trapped because she got pregnant. She's saying that it wasn't trapped. She loved. 7.35, we'll have them on the radio. Yeah. So now you're like, oh, shit. I feel like I got trapped at one point in my life. I go to see I'm like, wait a minute. 7.35. Yeah. It's like, no, it's 7.45. We got to take this call real quick with 7.45. Yeah. They're just like, you, so you're pulling it You guys are pulling and And our pulling. goal is, because I know that as much yeah. as I wish you would be on from 6 to 10, you'd be listening to the radio nonstop. You have other things in life. Yeah. My goal is to have you listen a bit longer, but also bring you back, because I know 
you're going to leave at some point for whatever reason yeah. it is. But if I set that it's appointment life. of, you know, I'm going to do a Jim Boozle prank at 7.08 and it's going to be about a guy whose dog pooped on another guy's lawn. Dude, my neighbor keeps on having the same. I can't. Oh, I don't see what. So you try to find a way of reeling them in and yeah. putting them in. And that's uh, that's other thing. So when you hear the commercials of the same spots and all that, my goal is to make sure you come back to us once you punch around. Yeah. How do you keep um, – this is something we were talking about too yeah. is um, – you know, we started this podcast. I mean, it was, you know, you're a couple months in and we just kind of like, when I went to Gary Vee, I wanted to do it. And then it's like, you know, you put shit together and it's happening. Yeah. It's just like these things, One thing, which is cool, right? You think of something, you imagine it just like you want to be on the radio next thing you know, you're on the radio yeah. doing this. How do you keep though, like long term, like, you know, whether it's your brand yourself, like we we're talking about with you is like, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, when she mentioned your name, I was like, oh, yeah, you're on 93.3. Like, it's recognizable, yeah. right? Like, people know who you are because if you've driven in a freaking car and hit the button, you probably heard you on one of the stations over the last 10, 12 years. Yep. But having a career in radio now that long, it's like, it's not just that easy. Like, you got to keep, like, relative or... Mm-hmm. You know, relevant. Yeah, yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah. you got to be relevant, you know, to the audience. Well, you know, it's funny, like, we're talking about the 360, so with, like, a podcast or anything that you're doing, I, I always say with radio is, you know, I have so many people in San Diego that can listen, but then you have YouTube videos and you have social media. You can hit the whole world with that. So how do you get more people engaged into it and get creative? I mean, utilize everybody in all aspects around you, you know, with your podcast and what you're doing. You make sure you're letting people know on social media what you guys have going on because you're not just talking to San Diego. I mean, this could be watched in Japan yeah. or in Europe, you know, and, and it's a way of, I guess my brand is built, again, with the changes of, of life and media is social media. I mean, I, I think that helps me longevity as you build your brand, you know, you get 30,000 followers and 40,000. You keep growing that. It's bringing people re-engaged to your life. So even like people that have moved from San Diego to another city, they'll still sometimes listen in because they're still following my life on social media. You know, they uh-huh. might have moved to Seattle, but I'll get a tweet. Man, I remember listening to you on 93. Now you're on 95.7, and I listen to you here all the time, but I'm in Seattle. But, man, I saw you post this picture about you and your girlfriend. And so you're engaging yeah. people that as they move on out of the city or other cities that can come in. The person in Boston I was telling you about comments every damn day dms me every day but it's so cool that <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they're still intrigued with my life even though i don't live in boston anymore so i think with anything through the years you have to adjust with the times but the biggest adjustment now is social media just growing your brand exponentially outside of the microphone that's why reality tv did so well because it's it does. like you know it's, it's just... like i became friendly with colton the the bachelor this year another relationship i was hosting a um a dodgeball tournament years ago when he was playing for the chargers and his last name is Underwood, and one of my best friends from O-Town, his last name is Underwood, and it's like, we're like, dude, we have to get you a picture with him. It's just so funny. I had no idea who he was. He was like a bench player for the Chargers. Stayed in contact with him through social media, you know, back and forth. He followed my life and go, and then he becomes a bachelor, and he's on ABC and all this stuff, and it's so funny seeing that. But then reality TV, I'm watching the show because I watch it because he's on. I'm like, I kind of know him. My girlfriend's like, I love this stuff. I'm like, I can't, like, I, I can't, I, what is going on with this show? Like, I can't understand a damn thing going on. These girls are so petty. But you know what? It yeah. makes you want to say, well, what's going to happen next week? So you're like, for reality TV, yeah. people get intrigued. Like, I couldn't stand it, man. What time is it on again? It's Monday at 8 o'clock. Like, it pulls you back in, right? And yeah. it's so funny how reality TV does that. And that's what radio is. That's what podcasts are. You're, or like a damn Game of Thrones. They like, yes. you I purposely, like yeah, that, I purposely don't watch certain things because I'm right, like, nope, gotta, I'm not getting the, sucked into another that. Another big show out there it. now is The yeah. Masked Singer. And I remember watching the yeah. first episode. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. They have singers covered up. Who cares? And then all but of a sudden. But you keep watching it. Kept watching it. I want to know who, who the monster was. And yeah, who was this? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. you get mad at yourself almost. Like, damn it, they got me. Yeah. But now I'm ready yeah. for next season to launch. You know, so I think with, you're right, life is a reality show now. And if you look at it that way when it comes to your content on your podcast, me and my radio show or your social media, people are following your life and your brand and what you are, and they get intrigued by it. Gary V, great example of like a, I would say kind of a nerdiest dude that was just yeah. like 
whatever. And then he figured out his brand. He's going to become this emotional, emotional speaker. And all of a sudden, everybody knows who he is, and they follow his life. And I, I see him walking the streets of New York with the phone out, and he's talking where he's going to and doing it's this. It's funny because he says a lot of the same stuff over he and does. over yeah, yeah. But he's so yeah. like – so But that's him. It's like, him. That's who he he's is. He's real. And I'm yeah. curious. Like, where's he going to yeah. be next? And who's he going to talk to next? And what's he going to say next? Yeah. So his reality TV show is him and his crazy outbursts and his ways of showing stuff. But he's got millions of followers. Gary V went from this like – guy that was just on YouTube doing the wine video we yeah wine video we actually went back because when we were that's looking so at funny. starting I watched and watched like the, the first, first wine 70. videos good for you that's yeah. awesome yeah. I haven't yeah. done that I've seen clips of it but I haven't it's, like it's, dove it's into it it's funny one. and then so when I was there this is interesting you'll find this interesting yeah. so when we were in there I before he we went uh, his team I said hey can we like get D-Rock or you know them to talk after we're done with the thing just to like hear their side of it yeah so um Gary came in, so we we did like a it's the four D. So he comes in, but he came in for two and a half hours and like hung out in the conference room and spoke yeah. with all of us. And then um, I wasn't paying attention. I was over here, and all of a sudden D Rock walks in, and I'm like, oh, sh-. I just said, oh shit, D Rock, and he's like, what's up? The nicest human being on yeah. this planet, the nicest, and 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 he's so humble, he doesn't want to talk about it. But anyways, Andy gets on there, and Andy's like, guys. Um, the vlogging, you know, vlogging does, it's, it was D-Rock. And everybody's like, what? And he goes, D-Rock, tell me the story. And D-Rock's like, well, I got hired. And I thought, like, wouldn't it be cool if I just, you know, um, follow Gary around the camera? Yeah. And then I put it up, and Gary's like, no, I don't want to do that stupid. Like, kept up. Right. And finally wow. one day, I'm coming in, and I'm doing this, or you can fire me. He's like, fine, just do whatever you want to do, whatever. So he's like, he's like, what are you going to do? So I'm going to follow you around with this camera. So uh. he follows him around. He goes back, edits the thing up, comes back and shows it to Gary. But Gary's like, we're doing this full time. And that's how vlogging got started. And then everybody so created it. But it's just crazy because you see this and D-Rock just had this vision. I got to f- – this guy's crazy. I got to film him yeah, around. Yeah. Like, people got to see this guy. And D-Rock saw that. And then D-Rock literally filmed all day, went home at night, and worked till 3.45 in the morning, did all the editing, and then create, and then would, would, was it. launching stuff. And that's where they were in the podcast yeah. and Daily V. Smart. So crazy. But, but it built while he was doing that. You know, he was finding who he was. And they're exactly. finding people were starting to follow it. And yep. it's, it's, intriguing, it's intriguing to see that. And I, I think that's what's the cool thing about, I keep on saying social media, but it's like that and YouTube. Like you have, I say to artists all the time, like nobody's finding me. Nobody listens to my music. And my music's so good. But I say, put it on YouTube. I'll tell you right now, if you get a song on YouTube that gets millions of views and goes Ugh. viral, a record label is going to find you because that's what they're doing. A&R teams are looking on YouTube and trying yeah, to find that next sure. star. Because you want it because it's like, yeah, you're right. just haunting. For they're, they're looking for the next thing, but these artists are like, I ain't putting my stuff up on YouTube. You, but you get that all the time. These musicians that get so frustrated that their music's not getting found. But I'll say, what's your social media following? Well, I got like 100 followers on Instagram. like, Let's get that going. Get that to a hundred thousand. You know, yeah. what's your YouTube? I don't even have like a page. Gary says a song a day. And yes, like, you got, you but, know, but be consistent. Be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That um, that Gary came on Gary and Gary always loved. Now he's huge. Um, Russ. Russ, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, funny. No, I love right? Russ. Yeah, you might Russ know is good. You know, actually, I it's so funny because I've gotten to meet him a couple of times, and I only say that because when you meet him, he's a regular dude. Yeah, we actually went bowling downtown for a uh, thing with listeners and. I was like, oh, cool, guys. We play his music a little bit. It's like he hasn't had, like, a major hit yet, but yeah. he sold out the Staples Center two nights in a row. It's like this dude wow. who was... Because he's more known on social media. He is known on social media. What's yeah. the one song that kind of got um, Russ's, like... I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Like, he, he but he one. got the one, then he's... Now he's just traveling and he travels, but, but he has, But he has, like, music that people love on, on YouTube. He signed to a label. We play, like I said, uh, one of the songs a little bit, but 
his big thing is on. He just has such a big YouTube following. That's it, right there. That's what he just and said. also too, yeah. he's kind of real. Like he shows like him so with his mom and like all this kind of stuff. And like you said, when someone's like more invested in your life and your journey too, it's so helpful. It doesn't. That goes back to the yeah, reality like, thing. You, you invest yourself into that person, yeah. and you just want to see what happens. Like I say too, like with hairdressers, when all you're posting is hair every single day, you're like, dude, what else do you do besides right. hair? Like nobody wants to see like blonde hair, more blonde hair, brown no, hair. I, I, got, I got that with radio. Yeah, I, exactly. When IG stories started getting bigger. Uh, uh, a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, I was posting a lot of just work, work, work. Here's mm-hmm. me working. Here's me working. Somebody said, "Live your life on that thing. Like you know, let people know what you're doing. You're going to the gym or you're cooking." It's dinner not all about radio. You're cleaning. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. people want to dive into your life, yeah. and you you almost have to step back when you're a hairdresser and you're so focused on getting my next client and how great was my, you know, hair calling that I did in this. So you get so focused on this and you forget that when you go meet with a hairdresser, you want someone you can talk to as well. People work with you because they like you. Because they like you. The same with me, and I had to learn that on radio. You know, I I was able to do it on the air, but on social media, it took me a while to be like, all right. It's hard. I'm here in the bathroom, and my bathroom's a mess, and I got to jump into the shower, and I'm running late. And you post something stupid like that, you know how many more messages you get than, hey, I'm at work again. You're like, of course you're at work. That's what you do. You work at the radio station. Or it's like crafted today. We're going on the radio to, you know, know, like, you know, when I was putting up a Christmas tree, my girlfriend was putting up a videotaping her doing it. I'm just laughing about it. And people are like, are you going to get up off your ass and help her? Like, like, so people start coming at you. But then, you know. I did see that. Yeah, that was funny. I was like, this dick. Yeah, right. But, you know, that was really (laughs) funny. That's like Kenny. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and that's why. And that's no, why. I put it up. You just put the shit on. Oh no, God. I'm just like in labor, <laughs> and Kenny's in my face. She's like, that looks like, stupid. Yeah. I was like, exactly. That's why I'll do it. Oh, but but you know, yeah. but that's why I do what exactly. I did because you guys have that conversation. Yeah. So then Tati sees it, my co-host, and like, her. Uh, did you really have? You know, was yeah. she really doing? I'm like, I don't realize it's such a big deal. Knowing in my head, it was kind of radio based because I knew that turned into a story. But I was literally on my couch like, this is funny. But I posted. I, I'd say a year ago when I was on social media, I probably wouldn't do that because my apartment was a mess. You know, I'm yeah. being lazy on the couch while she's doing this. And like, but I'm like, you know, that's what people want. So, you know, Gary V, all these people start showing the their real, real life. Deal. Yeah. Gary V doesn't always, I mean, doesn't always most, but you see him walking the streets or he's eating some food. He's like, man, it's been a long day. He's like telling you about his life and what he's going through. Yeah. It brings you deeper into him versus just being that or the hairdresser. If you know about the fact that she's got a young kid that's having a birthday party, yeah. you sit down and get your hair cut with her and you're like, so how'd that birthday party go? Yeah. yeah. Now she's cutting your hair and it's like you have this bond. For sure. Which is, is so true. But if you're just posting the hair, if I'm just posting radio, you guys are just posting real estate. It's like, are these people human or is this like a computer? Kenny's so much better about it than me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's super active. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm but like that active as much. You're, but I'm, you're I'm active. Really, in, the, people, in the morning, I'm active. In the morning, I've been you're active because you're up at morning. 4.30. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. reach out to me because they they watched Kenny's stories and whatever he's talking about. Like, this morning was like, oh, really? Like, your baby's waking up multiple times? I have this girl. Like, she can yeah. have this sleep consultant come up. Like, people will reach out to me from Kenny's stories. Oh, and yeah, like you said, true. again, like, people want to help. They want to help. They want to talk about your lives and feel like they know you guys. Yeah. know you more than they yeah. do. It's actually funny because I've done some Instagram and I put myself out there. Like even Rami. Rami didn't do it. Then he saw me. He's the one that said, hey, you're motivating me. Like I motivate people mm-hmm. and I go – and they're like, ah, you know, it's in their head. I go, dude, get over your fucking self. Yeah. Dude, just yeah. get, no, Nobody – at the end of the day, like Gary says, nobody gives a fuck. They, they don't care. Everybody else is too busy yes. to really care yeah. too much. It's they like, might care for one minute. Oh, well, how stupid. They're on to the next nice thing, one. dude. I couldn't tell you like, any of the stories I watched earlier today. No, so but, short, but yeah. at the and time, they're funny. it's only on for 24 yeah. hours yeah. anyways. Yeah. You know, but I'll tell you the ones that stand out yeah. are the ones that you become involved in, right? So, you know, I've gone through my IG stories all day today, and I couldn't tell you one thing, but I will tell you – the ones that I'm following their lives a little bit more. Somebody's yeah. on a trip and they're going to Spain. It's like, you know what? I kind of make sure to, yeah. to check. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't believe I'm stuck in here. <laughs> exactly. but, but, but every day I'll go look at their story and see like, yeah. what they did. Or like, yeah. you know, and then I'll see them like, man, 
can't believe you were in a, a small boat in the Riviera. Like, how do you know? Like, you posted. But, you know, I get, I get excited to see that person that's on vacation and talk to them about that. Or a restaurant, you know, when you see, like, a bunch of people that are restaurant people that love to post about different restaurants they go to, it's like you start, like, I wonder where they're going to go next. So you start building that brand where it's... You or you're at a restaurant and they're like, oh, shit, where's that? You know, yeah, 100%. It's just like, yeah, like, if you're somewhere good, it's like, dude, post it. Post about it. Tell people what you're doing yeah. because I'm curious and you start finding those it's ones that you care about. too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's funny. We've been going to places and I'll just take a picture and I tag the restaurant. Yep. I mean, before, nothing. Now, I'm in there. It's like this yeah, quick. They're like, they're thanks, to the, thanks to the post. Like, they're getting oh, yeah, smarter they're too. Restaurants. Mm-hmm. I'm like, before, I'm like, why aren't these fucking people recognizing? You're marketing them. Yeah, you they're, are. You're driving no, people in. They're saying in. thank yeah, you like five it. minutes. Yeah. Like, we were at that place down there in Little Italy. You know, the one in the, the place in the corner. Oh, I saw that. I saw the notification for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The farmer's market. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, we yeah. I was like, what? whatever. And then I, I yeah. posted it. And all of a sudden, it's like, boom. They, oh, they... farmer's table. Oh, the farmer's yeah. table. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they yeah. were like, yeah. threatened in your neighborhood. They were yeah. like, boom, five minutes. I was and like, smart. and I think the lady even sit, like, walked by that did it because she smiled. Yeah. Like, what the hell she smiled at? But I think sure. it was probably her. But, husband. you know, she's making a personal connection, right? Exactly. And we talk about that a lot on the radio or in real estate or in hairdressing or whatever it is. Like, that personal connection brings you back for more. And I think that, you know, to your original question, how do you make the podcast and stuff fresh and keep going? Make those personal connections with people. If somebody in Europe happens to find your podcast and says, hey, you made me laugh today, hit them back with a response. That's so awesome. I'm glad. Wait till you see the next one we're going to be putting out next Tuesday. Yeah. You start, like, engaging with them or somebody in San Diego tweets you back and is like, dude, I can't believe you had, you know, such and such on your show. Dude, it was awesome. I really like when he said this. You're not going to believe what such and such says. We're going to have them on next Wednesday. So all of a sudden you're involving them in yours and they're like, oh. They're real people. They know who I am. You know, it's like it's that that one-on-one connection. And again, it goes back to social media. You can either be a complete dick on it and not care that anybody's commenting, or you can spend 15 minutes of your day. I add it to my show prep time sometimes at night. I'll just go through, and people say, "Man, you're really good at responding to people." I'm like, "Well, they took the time to get to my page and comment and say they listen." That's a good idea. I'm, an, I'm cool. an idiot for not saying thank you or yeah. commenting back. You know, so. I've gotten better at that too, and I kind of set aside fifteen or twenty minutes before bed of doing that. It's a habit for sure. Like it's, but it's, you have to force yourself. Yeah, to do it, right? I was having that conversation yesterday yeah, too about yeah. like you know just engaging about. more. And yeah, all that. and you have to you have to you have to yeah. force yourself because otherwise everybody's busy. Everybody gets tired at night, but not everybody wants to build a brand. I'm no, not saying you do, no. but if well, you do, I do. You do. I always tell Kenny, I'm like. Nobody's too busy for anything. If it's a priority, you yeah, do sure. it. We're talking about that. Like, you're never too busy. It, it, it's not just about priority. Yeah, it's it's funny because when we do real estate, just like. Oh, yeah, well, they're going to put an offer. I'm like, we said that we go, yeah, I go, look, dude, if they wanted a deal that bad, they'd have a fucking offer. We don't have an offer. They're not that serious. No, they're they're not serious. Like, we're like in the story, and I just, I'm like, we're done with it. Like, it just, that's how it is. If somebody wants something. Yeah. Or when people don't call you back and they're like, sorry, I was so busy. You're like, no, I just wasn't a priority. Like, no, no, like, no hard feelings, but like, nobody's too busy to make, to return a phone call. You know, I I do a podcast as well with my buddy PJ, and we had uh, Todd Durkin on. Todd Durkin is the number one trainer in America. He's based in Chris Ranch and his gym's a top gym in America too. And he was saying that one thing he had to learn to do is tell people a hard no. He said the number one thing you can do to ruin a relationship is, hey, can you come on this podcast? Yeah, I think yes, I can. Yes, Let me, yes. I'll, I'm going to try my best. You know, it's like, yeah. you might be busy and stuff, but you know, you say it's going to be a yes. If something changes, I'll let you know as soon as I can. Yeah. But if you if you lead somebody on, it's like, I'll get back to you next Wednesday if I can. And then Wednesday comes, like, so I don't even know yet. If you know you're not going to do it, just say no. Just say no. If, it, if it's a, you know, a job interview, it's going to be somebody, if, if they're looking at the house, they don't like the house. Just they save your time every time. It's a, no, we're not. We don't want this house. It's not for us, right? Yeah. Because that's faster for you guys to find them something else. So they say to you, oh, "Let me talk to my husband, who's going to talk to you know his ex-wife, and we'll get back to you on Friday." Uh, now you're just prolonging the situation. But he said the number one thing to build better relationships is a hard no, and it might be tough at the time. If your friend says, "Let's get dinner tomorrow night," and you're like, 
Uh, let me see what's going on. Let me try. I'll get. That's just say yes or no because you know. <laughs> you know what's weird you though. Set the expectations because Friday comes around like dinner. Like, oh man, I, not so now my night's ruined because I was waiting on that. No, yeah. I can't. I'll make other plans then. But you know what's weird though? People do it because they don't want to hurt people's feelings right, or they don't want saying. to let anybody but down or they feel yes. bad. That's bad exactly what Todd that. said. Todd said you feel yeah. bad. He goes, but, but really it's about worse. you. Like it's it's about you. Like yes. you don't want to say it because you feel bad about it. It's right. like, no, that person would appreciate it. Just... would because in the long run you're just yeah. prolonging that issue. And I've learned that with a lot of things that I do. Yeah. In my business, you know, I'm yeah. getting pulled in different ways. Even artist interviews, if I can't get like somebody in – I don't want to be like, let me try to adjust it. It's like if the artist isn't huge and we don't have time, it's a hard no. But next time you're in town, let's make sure you're first on my list. Yeah. You know, and it helps because record labels will come after me. You know, hey, you saw me giving us an answer. Hey, we're trying to get this planned in for tomorrow. And then I realized they also have a boss that has a boss that has a boss. And they're trying to set a schedule for an artist. If I just said no at the get-go, perfect, fine, thanks. Off the list, on to the next thing. Yeah. If I'm dragging them along, they have their bosses saying, so did you get an answer? So did you get an answer? So did... Frankie, do you have an answer yet? I'm not sure. I'm trying my best to let you know. Back up the chains, you know? Yeah. And all it does is it ruins my relationship with that artist, with that record label. Yeah. And nobody's getting to, like, check that box. You're like, okay, that's off the list. Yeah, Let's no, no. move on. Like, it's still hanging around on right. yours. You're feeling bad about it. That other person's irritated. And it's it helps like, you. We talk about relationships. Yeah. Building good relationships is being able to give a For hard sure. no versus a, uh, maybe I'll let you know. We were just having yeah. the conversation earlier today how I got stuck in a conversation and that I did yeah. not want to be in. And I'm like, oh, no. Why yeah. did I just, like, say, no, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have this talk or whatever. Or we were talking, I was, like, saying we went and got this massages at Karma Spa. Oh, and I'm, okay, we do. We, it's like, so. She was, I could tell. So she I was, was on the table. This guy's, like, just, like putting his like elbow in my back for like 15 minutes yeah. I'm like oh and I'm like didn't want to say anything because I'm just awkward like that sometimes yeah. and then I'm like in my head like you're such a pussy crystal just like ah. say it just say it so I'm, sitting there, all like, sa- I'm yeah. sitting there all of a sudden like, she goes could you please use your hands I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like here they are relaxing hey, and, and all of a sudden he's like Dun, 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 to whatever the girl I was like, dude, I was, like, I was literally battling like, myself that for like five was minutes. the worst massage ever and then she went to the front and the girl's like she goes, no, I'm telling her. Okay. She goes, how's much? It was terrible. She goes, okay, we won't charge you. I was like, oh my god. Ah. Could you but just use your hands? I, I was, was like, I was gonna let it go on, but I was like, literally having this battle. I'm like, pussy, say it. And I'm like, ah! just like, but you know, it's, it out. It's, yeah. sometimes it's tough to say it, but yeah. you know, it's true. Had you said that, you would have had a better experience there. You know, if you say a hard no to somebody, you have a better relationship yeah. there. Yeah. That's funny. that's funny. Um, um, going back on what you were saying, you have a new podcast going on, right? The Dinner With? Dinner With, yeah. Yeah, how's that going? It's cool. I've been teamed up with uh, PJ who works. Uh, it's one of the corners of Barbusa, and we were laughing because, you know, everyone wants an, out- an outlet outside of your – you never want. So I, I do some real estate stuff. I have a clothing line. I have my radio. But it's like what else can I do to express myself? And I always go to Barbusa or dinners, and you have uh, dinner with friends all the time. Yeah. You just having dinner with friends and, like – I don't know, you know, I've never met you guys, but say we're at a dinner table, like, oh, you guys, take my number, we should hang up more often. You have those conversations, so PJ and I are like, how often does it happen that you have dinner never, with friends? hardly. You know, <laughs> but you know, and you don't really connect, so we're like, it would be great to grab celebrities or grab some people and have dinner with them, it's just like dinner with friends, we're just a bunch of friends having That's dinner, because awesome. the conversations, right, you start out Breaking like, bread, right, they call it breaking bread. Breaking bread, yeah, but you never know where conversation is going to go. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, when you interview somebody, you don't want to be so structured, so you have a new song and this is going on. But it was like, how cool would it be to like have a celebrity or somebody with some experience in some part of life and just having dinner with them? And we came up with the concept dinner with, and it's been cool. We've had some pro athletes on, and we've had some trainers. We've had some reality TV stars on. But it's funny to just sit down and literally just, so what's going on in your life? So you're dating somebody, you know, the conversation that comes up when you meet somebody new, it's like, yeah. man, where do, you, where do you go shopping? I like your shirt. And it turns into things. So, yeah, our podcast is fun. It's the uh, same as you guys with the video. We have a handful that we're doing and it's 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 just cool because of the concept that we had that 
literally PJ is a restaurant owner. You know, I, I talk for a living, and then there's celebrities that always have something to say. So it's all come together. It's, it's been pretty it's cool. Fun. Well, it's, it's kind of cool, though, because those are the type of people that most people don't get to have dinner with, so you don't yes. get into those conversations. And we thought about that, so, too. So, yeah. you know, what would you say if you were at dinner with, you yeah. know, Todd Dirk and the top trainer, and you want to know on a menu what can you actually eat when you're being healthy? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it starts in the conversation about that, and it turned into him being uh, telling me the stories about the hard nose and all this because he's, he's such a motivational guy. He's yeah. kind of like a Gary Vee when it comes to stuff. But the re- reason I wanted to have dinner with him, I, I eat healthy and I go out a lot to eat for work. Like, what can I eat on a menu? And it literally went from him showing me what to eat to this whole tangent of motivation. Like, but that's what happens when you have dinner with friends. It's like, you yeah. know, hey, you got to meet my buddy. My buddy, you know, works for Toyota. And he's like, oh, perfect. I like Toyota. All of a sudden, he started talking about the fact that, you know, he just got divorced and he can't stand his ex wife. It's like, after a couple of drinks, anything can happen. So that's the concept we what's, have for podcasts. What's um, Jerry Seinfeld show? Coffee? Was it? Oh, I know. Yes. But it's very similar, right? You know, yeah, anything, yeah. Anything, anything can he happen. He picks him up in one of his cars. Yep. And they just, and then conversation happens. We like yeah. that show. That's yeah, a cool no, show. It's, it's yeah. great. It's so again, it's conversations you wouldn't it's, normally have with yes. people like that. It's, it's just, yeah. and then, you know, he gets comedians and all these people, mm-hmm. but it's funny. They're in the car. Some, he'll pick them in like the weirdest car yep. and all this well, shit. Well, he picks the car based on the person he's meeting with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you again, it goes to the branding on that because, you know, a lot of the people that will get on or try to get on have a decent social media following too so they'll post it and repost oh, it yeah. and it builds you know another way of just taking your brand and more outlets Boom. with it mm-hmm. and what that can do for my radio side is it could reach out to people that might not even know that I'm back in San Diego doing a radio show or nationally they might find this and it's like alright so my personal radio brand grows off of Absolutely. some side little project but it's it's fun I mean, it's, and that's it's one fun. of the things when we did this is like people are like why did you do this I said one of it is like you know if I if I met you like you and having and having dinner or having right. a conversation you're going to learn about me I learn about you or whatever um, why not just do it on a podcast in front of a camera so mm-hmm. people can hear it? But the other thing is, is that if I go talk to 50 people this year and those 50 people, they, their, their friends don't know me and they have a thousand people on the mm-hmm. average followers, that's 50,000 new people that I got to meet. And they're going to be like, who's this guy? Who's this girl? They might look you up, research right. you. Next thing you know, maybe they're in real estate or this or that. And there's a common denominator mm-hmm. there. So it's, it's cool. another way of branding, but it's something that it's passion. And it's fun. We yeah. I call it a passion project for me. Yeah, for sure. Like I have my career and I have my side stuff. I make no money off of that podcast. Nope. I probably never will. Yeah. But it's, um, it's, it's fun. fun. It's, That's it's why it's fun because yeah. you know that. You're yeah. not worried about it. You no, didn't do it to make money. You didn't do I'm it. I'm not worried about paying my bills by doing it. Yeah, if, it exactly. out, if it comes out shitty, it's like, oh, well, we had free dinner and yeah, some fun. drinks. Yeah. It was yeah. all right. It's yeah. good. Yeah, and I met drinks. a new friend, you know? Yep. It's kind of cool. Um, what do you, are you, uh, I know you talked about real estate. Are you kind of into real estate or is that? I am. I'm intrigued by it. It's cool. I have, I do a lot of stuff. My brother as well. And we've got some properties that we flip on the East Coast and in the Midwest. And, learning about that. So I'm not very knowledgeable. My brother is pretty good in it, so he's kind of teaching me as we go. But I have some flip properties that we do, some hard money loan properties that we work with. And then I have my house that I bought in Boston that is my investment property with my brother living in it now, and it's, it's kind of cool to see that. So, yeah, I um, obviously you guys are the knowledgeable ones in real estate, but I'm so intrigued by it because I know that there's a lot of opportunity to create revenue. Secondary yeah, revenue. have and, your money work for you. And it's exciting to see. You know, it's funny when you buy stocks and you watch it. It's like, oh, see this thing on it but when you invest in a house that's going to be flipped and you actually get to see it and it's like yeah, it's cool. here's where your money's going and here's what's happening in the house and here then you flip it's like oh that's kind of cool so it's tangible you touch it's it it's a real thing it. it's yeah. real you know and it's um it's cool I've invested in some a little bit into uh, fitness gyms a restaurant um, a nightclub too and it's cool to like see that and be a part of the process of the growth and the P&Ls and all that on the investment side of a business and then it's cool to see the real estate side and being a part of projects and dealing with stuff and I'm newer to the real estate side. My brother's been doing it for a handful of years, and he's got a big real estate guy that he works with and been doing projects with him, so I started to dabble, and it's kind of cool to 
See, that's it's a completely really. different business, like so different than what you're in. It's like, so different. Again, yeah. it's like an it's an outlet. You know, it's it's um, you work hard to build your bank account in certain ways and save, but how do you make your long term wealth grow and, and security within life grow? And it's cool to see how real estate can help you have more of a security in life than just all your eggs in one basket. So, answer your question. Yeah, I'm dabbling in it. It's cool. Learning as I go, researching as I go, but it's it's been fun. It's a lot of it's it's fun. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's um, it is it's a, lot it's a long term thing, you know. That's the thing I said to people too. Like, well, what's your goal with real estate? I'm like, oh, it's kind of long term. One, I want to learn it as I go, but two, it's like cool to build something, flip, and then flip another, and then kind of use that. It's like you know when you gamble and you start doing well gambling, you just watch that money kind of develop <laughs> until it goes away. <laughs> yeah, until it goes away. <laughs> Damn, but the good thing about real estate when you're gambling, you are <laughs> yeah. buying a property and stuff. And the market's going to go up and down. I mean, yeah. you guys know more. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's going to go back up eventually. It does. Stuff. Yeah. But yeah. versus the stock market that goes up and down, you see your money like, well, where'd it go? Yeah. At least you have this house that you can hug and rub and say this is mine, you know? Yeah, like there's value in it. It's not just going to drop or go away. and Like there would have to be a disaster for that. And then also like this idea of passive income, like yeah. the, the money's coming in and you're not working for it, you know? That, that was a big thing in my mind, yeah. you know, in, in media, you, you hope to be secure and you hope that it is. But, you know, this it's like anything else, you know, if, it, if something changes, media changes, and you're, it's like you don't want to be... I never wanted to be that person that's like, all right, now what do I do? Let's have a plan already in place that might not be your, your A-plus plan like radio is, but a solid B-plus or A-minus that you get that revenue stream, you have that going, and you're able to say, all right, I can breathe for a second and figure this out. Because a lot of people, I feel like in careers, if shit goes left, you jump into the wrong career next to the wrong move or the wrong – because you're, you're making that you're move. desperate. You're, you're doing desperate, that yes. But you're making that move based off money and not in a position where you're like, I money, have emotion, money, I'm okay, versus, yes. I have time. It's, like, have time. it's, a, it's, a, it's a reaction, right? Right, yeah. you know, and, and if things change, you know, when you, if I had more time, I would spend more time learning about real estate, yeah. you know, and I was having my mind if knocking wood, radio is good forever and I retire with it, but if something changes, like, all right, it would free me up time to learn more about my next project, you know? Yeah. So that's the cool thing about real estate too, and I think it's something that you guys do full-time. It's a big thing for me. It's just such a, Side small thing, but it's still something that I know is on my. my it can platter. be lucrative, yeah. Even on the side, you can just, you know, we call it trading up. So, you know, you might own a house or two or three. It's like you can sell, and then we're we're, we're believers of multifamily, right? Yep. Because mm-hmm. multifamily is, uh, you know, you have a house, you rent it, and somebody d- decides that they don't want to pay rent or something. You're stuck. There's mm-hmm. nobody else paying that mortgage. It's like yep. they got what they want. Hundred percent vacant. So if you have five units, ten units, whatever, you have more people paying. So if one doesn't pay, you're like, okay, maybe I might not make cash flow, but I'm not. I'm not coming out of my pocket. You know, it's funny. Said my, my first property I bought in Boston was a uh, a two family, mm-hmm. and it was it was great for that reason because you know you had the people coming in now yeah. and were able to cover. We ended up flipping that and turning that into some other stuff, but. While the value was growing, and we were able to grow the value on it without having to lose a penny because you had the people, you know, you had both sides of it being rented, one or the other. So during the couple of years that we had that, we were able to flip that into bigger stuff. But yeah, the the, the multifamilies are are fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. It's like honestly, it's just a good long term investment. Value. Yeah. What do you um in the community like? It's because San Diego has changed so much, mm-hmm. you know, like. Um, I mean, gosh, I think probably even when you're getting in radio, uh, when you're radio here, like just going out in 2006 and yeah. now, it's like different. the options. The options. Chase. Like there's Little Italy. There was not really Little Italy. No, not until recently. And then we were every downtown. I'm like, and I was like, we were, we, I we remember stayed downtown. Like, but I was like, I don't, I mean, maybe we're older, but I'm like, downtown is the fun. I'm all about Little Italy or yeah. something else. But 
Um, but you are you out doing a lot of community stuff? Is that helping you build your brand? Are you out there? Like, is, do you do a lot of charity community? Yeah, stuff for sure. You know, I, I I love doing charity stuff, and you know, I get to host a lot of different charity events, and it's it's again, you have to be able to say the hard no if it's too much, you know, because I do a lot, but I I try to say yes to as much charity events that are possible. Next weekend, I um, host the St. Baldrick's Shave-A-Thon where they're shaving money for childhood cancer research. And, you know, I, I, I try to do every week if there's something I could, but usually it's about once a month. There'll be some that I'll be asked to either MC or be a part of or help promote. And I love that stuff. And I love giving back. And I always say in radio, the coolest thing about my job, aside from all the, the real cool stuff that people see, is the platform, right? So I have an opportunity to use my voice and platform to help less um, fortunate people. Less, less fortunate people in that's been the coolest part of my career. And, and being in San Diego for 12 years, I built a big network of people and friends. And, hey, you, you've been able to do this and did that. And, you know, it's if it's a charity event, I, I try to never charge for that. It's donating my time and giving back. And it's fun. And I, I like building those. We talk relationships and those handshakes because, you know, you're doing a good cause. And those ones become your loyal listeners too, right? Because, oh, you know, sure. you gave to me and I can't believe, you know, they get to meet yeah. me on a good, as, a, as a person, not just a radio personality so yeah i love charity events i love doing that and i do love the the paid gigs too if you want me to host your new year's eve party i love you know hard rock on new year's eve i get to rock the mic that's on right. that and that's do right. a lot of cool stuff like that too so i love anytime i can be in the community doing stuff it's great be it a, a charity event which i truly love or being a, a paid appearance to host or MC something that's fun too um what's uh what's your what what's your kind of what do you think your 12 24 month outlet is stay in san diego keep doing your thing here yeah for sure i love i love san diego you know my goal and like i said earlier i always had my mindset to get back to boston to do a morning show and everybody oh you'll never do that and there's only a couple of stations that would ever why would you be the guy of everybody that would love to uh so i had that personal motivation of doing that i did it and when i went back it was funny it was fun being back in boston but i was also you know 10 years removed plus four years in college so my vision of what it was when I was in high school and, you know, having a group of high school friends, everybody's single, having a good time to going back and people either married, maybe they're divorced, maybe they're going on their second marriage, maybe they got kids and life was different. So my mom would always say you had to come back to see it's not what you thought it was. And it was kind of true. You know, I loved having my mom there, and my brother there and being there. But I realized like, shit, my life is kind of in San Diego. My, my adult friends are in San Diego, you know, so my 12 to 24 months, keep on growing here as much as I can. And you know, I, I call San Diego home now. It's like I have two homes. Before yeah. it was like I'm living in San Diego, but my home's in Boston. Now it's like I have two homes, mm-hmm. and it's cool. And it's cool to continually grow San Diego as a home and shake more hands and build my brand and get the radio station I'm on now even bigger and just all that. So I'd say 12 to 24 months to be in San Diego, successful, more successful, continuing to to live a dream, I guess, in a cool ass city. That's right. It is pretty, yep. dope. It is pretty dope. Where yeah. can um, where's the best place to find you? Uh, every morning on Gemma 95.7. Or on the iHeartRadio app, you can 5 find it there. Five a.m. Right? Five a.m. I get Ooh. in there. Get up um, till ten. And then <laughs> Kenny's on... been up for an hour by then. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that same yeah. schedule. Yeah, so definitely listen in. And then uh, social media at Frankie Vizzle is pretty much all my platforms. F R A N K I E V I Z Z L E. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Frankie Vizzle, I like that. Find me, follow me. I'm about to follow him and start giving him shit in the morning. Please do, and I'll message you back. I will right back at you. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. That was Thank fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cool. Congrats to you guys. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm hearing that you guys are doing a lot of big things, so I like to hear successful people doing successful things. So congrats. Appreciate it. Thanks. I'm trying. <laughs> it's a grind, but it's fun. It is. Oh, yeah. All cool. aspects. Thank thanks. you, guys. Okay. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.